Monday mornings with Matt and Kevin. What's in the news? Topics that come up around the dinner table will be given the truth treatment with no punches held and no falsehood left standing. These two will debate real life issues from a Catholic perspective every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Kevin. Well, it's another Monday morning. We're happy to be here with you guys. Hopefully, you're all enjoying a cup of coffee. We know that Matt loves his coffee. I do, too. I do, too. And it's one of those things that Matt Matt might be. I know I am giving that up for Lent. That's a very common one. You know, I I can't, though. I I fully admit I can't give up caffeine just yet. I I drink black tea. I don't like it as much. But um, I I can't do no caffeine. I, I turn into a monster. Um, but but happy, we, we I'm really that. happy. To, I'm happy to be joined back by by Matt, who who has been out <laughs> sick for a couple of weeks. We, we, we Matt and I, we we joke about it, but we've been doing this for a while now. And every time we get to January or December, end of December, <clears throat> we just know that we're both going to be gone for a couple of weeks or so. You know, and every time. So, so it's just kind of how it goes. But hopefully now we're we're, we're across that um, threshold, and now we're going to be healthy for the rest of the year. And um, yeah, hopefully we're going to be healthy during Lent. I mean. This is this is the point I, I saw Matt for the show. I'm actually at this moment. I'm excited for Lent, and that will probably last until Friday. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- exactly. I am. I am with you. I am with you there. It suddenly it starts to feel very long after a while, you know. And I think that kind of is the whole point of it. And I remember last year thinking like I almost started to get into the habit of like that's how I live now if that makes sense you know you almost start to get accustomed to your penances you get accustomed to the things that you gave up um the cust- accustomed to the fast to the to the um all the other penances bestowed upon us by the church and I remember thinking like this is life has changed like this is what we are now and then almost when Easter came around and um you know all of those penances were lifted and we were in a season of celebration um for a little bit i almost felt like i was doing something wrong like yeah. i am indulging right. in all the things that I, am i not supposed to be like it, meet me it, twice yes what? yeah <laughs> right and and what was interesting too i remember especially about last year's lent was how much and i said this to you before we started today how much i look forward to the sunday because on the sunday those penances were lifted and you could enjoy those things but as lent continued to progress i found myself uh indulging in those things less and less even on the sundays um which i guess is good which i guess is the whole disciplinary aspect of lent and really to deny ourselves and to deny our flesh but man i i I agree with you it's it's an exciting time uh now and you look people look forward to it um as do i but then when it hits and you start to get in the routine of it um it's like one of those like okay gotta do it again tomorrow like you feel accomplished when you do a day and then it's like you gotta do it again do it again right. tomorrow um and especially for somebody like me who really enjoys cooking and food and all kinds of meat um Amen. people who uh i remember uh was it uh i forget who might have said something like it but non-italians have an easier time uh <laughs> during lent because yeah. uh, <laughs> because of our of our natural ethnic love of food so i i know people kev who who don't like food like they they're just not into eating they'll eat to maintain their but they it just doesn't do anything for it. it's not pleasurable they don't enjoy it they don't like a cup of coffee they don't drink coffee they drink just water and seltzer water throughout the day like they live such a boring life that lent is they're in, they're in a constant lent they're in a perpetual lent it's nothing to them and to people like us uh especially me with with meat um, it's like wow! Like I, 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 I don't realize how much I consume until I can't do it. Exactly. I found that I, I, um, I remember. I feel like I'm going on about this a little too long, but um, I really enjoy like Italian sandwiches, like uh, salami, uh, gavagal, prosciutto, all those kinds of sandwiches. Um, and then I, I found myself saying last year, like, what am I going to eat for lunch? Like, what am I going to eat for a snack? I didn't realize how much I was consuming it until I couldn't, and that really kind of put things in perspective. For me it's hit well. it for me when i when i've traveled and it's like i travel during lent it's like oh what am i yeah what, okay now what <laughs> the world you know, the world does not conform it would be always, much easier always, if it... i know right we always end up traveling during lent and it just <coughs> is is what it is i suppose but no but but today i mean aside from talking about lent we also want to talk about we're, we're going to start the show talking about our lady of lords we're recording this on sunday which is her feast day um we'll talk a bit about that we're going to talk about biden and putin a bit and we're going to talk 
also about um, maybe a bit about Benedict XVI, who resigned, I think you said, what, 11 years ago? It was ago 11, yes. It was week. 11 years ago, uh, yeah, to the day or two, depending on 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 what. But yeah, St. Saint, Saint Bernadette, um, you know, what I think about... Um, the thing about her is uh, it, it struck me when I was pondering her the other day because a lot of these these really great saints, Kev, tended to be quite young who passed, right? Say Bernadette was quite young. Um, and then I was thinking, well, who else? And I thought of St. Therese, who was, what, maybe 26. Um, and then I thought of, like, who, well, um, St. Gemma um, was another one. And then I started thinking of a lot of apparitions, right? Like Fatima and La Salette. And these were all really to children. And I think it's kind of, um, you know, it makes me think um, that our Lord and, 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 and the powers of heaven really have this inclination to youth and to maybe even children, um, probably because of an innocence towards them. And, and just, you know, your youth is like your prime, you know, those are, those are your, your golden years. But a lot of these, a lot of these, um, these these saints had these these glorious apparitions quite young i'm not sure how young saint bernadette was when she passed maybe i could pull it up real quick i, but... I want to say 14 or 15 um yeah. i'm not positive but she was in her mid-teens because she was she was supposed to be graduating school but but that wasn't that wasn't as it is now that wasn't 18 or 19 i think she was a yeah maybe 15 16 years old. and i really appreciate her she's one that i like especially because you can see pictures of her and to me, yes. when you see pictures of her, you can see the twinkle in her eye. Yes. Oh, I love it. it just she yeah. looks like she looked like she was a bit of a stubborn girl, and I think that's kind of how she was. Uh, and <laughs> I, I was fortunate enough to to yeah. visit um, her her tomb and her her body, uh, her incorrupt body in Nevers, France. Um, I remember really, really I incredible. Remember. I mean, that's a uh, one of the one of the greatest experiences I've I've had in my life. Just to to be able to witness that and just see that that really above maybe anything else showed me that the power of God, you know, and it's just like, there's no denying it that that's St. Bernadette and she died in what, 18. Yeah, you were, you were, yeah, I pulled it up. You were, you were a little off. She 35 years old um, was. Oh, when she died. That, no, but yes, no apparition was, was the question. Oh, 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 I I'm sorry. I, yeah. I no, that's a... when, it, when she appeared, no, I gotcha. Oh, dead. I no, but, yeah. but still, okay. So even, even 30, 35 is still young, but you're right. I, I pulled up her name and there are pictures here and right. You could see that twinkle. You can yeah. see the twinkle in our eye. I'm with you, though. I love those. Uh, you can actually see the photographs of saints. She was canonized. Um, Pope Pius the, the 11th in 1933, December 8th, uh, is her is her day. <laughs> but um, excuse me. Uh, yeah, you you it, it makes them it makes them it brings them to life a bit more because you read all the writings of the saints. I remember. Uh, I forget. I, I might have been man. Somebody, well, man, I, I, my memory, I, I'm not at quite at Biden's level, but I'm, I'm, I'm slipping a bit. Um, somebody said, I, I wish who, whoever wrote the lives of the saints a thousand years in purgatory, because we read these books about the lives of the saints and we read the glorious, uh, sanctified life that they live, which is true. But we, we, we sometimes lose that human aspect of it that they had a 24 hour day like us. They woke up right. like us. They didn't feel well at times like us. They were hungry like us. They cried like us. They laughed like us. They went about their day like we did. And sometimes that is lost when you're reading quotes and in, in, in their writings where they're actually in a period of study and, and, and reflection to, to, to put out, um, their, their intellects, uh, and their their thoughts on 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 things that are of, of of God, but we lose that aspect of it a little bit. Of they were very human, and well, well she I mean she she didn't want did. yeah she she didn't want to to be to become a nun. She wanted to have a family. <laughs> I mean she she was she was someone who wanted a a normal life, but due to the you know the direction of her of her priest and pretty much the necessity of her life that she mm -hmm. she had to go into a kind of just she was she because otherwise she would become like this pop star and of course that's mm -hmm. you couldn't have that you couldn't have a pop star who is the you know who is the, the the seer of our lady because of course in that case our lady is the the hero the heroine you know not not saint bernadette and so she was she was almost forced into a convent and of course she accepted that humbly and that's a big reason i'm sure why she is a saint because she did accept that but she didn't want it she she did that was not a willful thing she she that was against what she wanted it was against her will and a lot of what happened and, and this is basing on, on the book that, that i've read about it and i don't know if that's it i read the song of bernadette i've read a, a couple other of stories and song of bernadette take it with a bit of a grain of salt it was written by a by a jew i think actually but but the point is that, that i think 
she was someone who, yeah, she just wanted a normal life. She, she, she saw our lady and didn't ask for that. She didn't ask for anything that happened, but then accepted so it. How accepted about this? This was, hardship. this was, this was just coincidence. I did not even know this one was here, but a quote from St. Bernadette, uh, she must've heard me. Um, she said, she said, I, I would like to know the defects of the saints and I would like to know what they did to correct these defects. That would be far more beneficial to me than hearing about their miracles and their ecstasies. See, she's got it. She was thinking what I was thinking in the 18th world. Like maybe I'm on my way. Who knows what, what, what I will see, uh, what visions I might, but no, um, her, her, her writings here, just these, these, these brief little words of inspiration that <coughs> I have related to, because as you said, kind of when we started, Kev, I have been sick. I had the flu. I thought I had pneumonia. Um, there was a poor kid. Let me, this is totally off topic, but there was, so I was in the waiting room for my second visit when I, to the doctor, when I thought I had pneumonia and this young kid came in with his mother and, uh, they walked up to the desk and they were checking in and, uh, she said, yeah, my son's been going through, through a lot, uh, lately. And I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm like, this kid has one, probably feels one tenth of as bad as what I feel. Like I thought like he, there's no way this kid feels as sick as I feel. So the nurse goes, well, what, what's been wrong with him? And she goes, uh, uh, he developed uh, the flu, which turned into pneumonia, which hospitalized him. And while he was in the hospital, he caught an ear infection, which developed into pink eye. And I was like, yeah. all right, never, never, never mind. Maybe I'm all right. Maybe I'm all right. <laughs> Poor kid. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just just a few uh, a few things that um that I, I, I thought were really powerful of her because she she speaks of suffering and and it's in those moments it's easy to talk about suffering when you're healthy right but it's when you're really feeling like death and i pondered that while i was laying there with 102 fever and thinking about my rose or how you really don't feel like it a lot of the saints were really strong in prayer very ill like saint therese would be coughing up blood and she was extremely devoted to prayer and it really made me think like um how 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 much love really more than anything the saints had to, to live these these lives um but one, one well, of the they, things they, that... they were and they were fighters sorry i mean i think that's, yes, the yes, yes. That, that's exactly it they, they were always fighting and i think again as you say it's like we get this picture they're just these perfect people and that's not it at all they, they no. were fighting their demons from from the same age as we were and and okay i'm sure you had some that were kind of these very innocent spirits i think that did exist of course yes I agree. but i think they're they're rare i think they were they were much more the rare case it was much more of these saints who truly were the ones who truly struggled through their imperfections and overcame them. And that's, I, I think I was talking to someone recently about St. Francis de Sales. I, I think it was St. Francis de Sales. And I don't know if this is true. I, I don't want to disparage him at all. If this is, but anyway, the story is that he was someone, if you read his writings, they're very, they're very calm. They're very gentle. Yes. Um, the ones I've read, I've read at least in, and, and apparently he was a very high choleric. He had a very bad temper, in, you know, as, as he, you know, in his nature, and they say, I guess, apparently under his desk, you could see like the scratch marks from his fingernails from just holding in his temper from, you know, when, when he was, you yeah. know, he was having a hard time, you know, give, not giving in to the emotions. And that's incredible to me. I, again, I hope that's not bad for anyone to hear anything, but to me, that's amazing because exactly this whole point, he, he that, that is showing him having a struggle, having an incredible yes. struggle to hold in his, his weaknesses, but doing it. Which is which is that's that sanctity, right? And that's boy, a lot that's of, a lesson for us all. Whew. You're right. There, there are some saints I think of for uh, you know maybe the children of Fatima who did seem to almost have this pure innocentness about them. I know uh, Jacinta suffered a lot, but um, there are were saints who went to great extremes to avoid sin and um, throw themselves into thorn bushes and. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, go outside. And I think uh, some, a lot of that, even maybe King Louis of, of France uh, would be, would have himself get whipped um, whenever he felt temptations. Like um, these were, these were saintly men. And and, and I think I, it might've been Mario maybe and from Nova Sordo watch who said, and I, and I haven't forgotten this, that the saints uh, are not declared saints for their writings or for whatever else they may have done. They're saints because they lived holy lives. And I think that gets lost a lot. And one of the, a few of the things that St. Saint, Saint Bernadette um, said, why must we suffer, she asked. Well, because here below, pure love cannot exist without suffering. Oh, Jesus, I no longer feel my cross when I think of yours. That's a very powerful quote. I no longer feel my, my cross when, when I think of yours. Um, 
uh, oh, my mother, she said, speaking of the Blessed Virgin, to you I sacrifice all other attachments so that my heart may belong entirely to you. Uh, what will the crown of those who humble within humiliated, I'm sorry, what will the crown be of those who humble within and humiliated without have imitated the humility of our Savior in all its fullness? They think that I'm a saint. When I'm dead, they'll come and they'll touch holy pictures and rosaries of mine and all I'll get buried and broiled on a grill in purgatory. Promise me that you'll pray for my soul instead. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for me. A poor sinner. And I, and I, I'm sorry to take this in a negative direction, but does that sound like Sister Faustina to you? <laughs> have you have you heard of what she wrote about herself? She is God's delight. Um, yeah, not exactly the same. The favorite one as Saint Bernadette. Yeah, wow, uh, slightly mm, different, uh, of course. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry to, to turn that negatively. No, 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 just, no, no, no. You're. It's beautiful, and, and I highly, highly recommend again everyone to go out and and just Google images of saint bernadette because i just think when you can you can turn that you turn them into people you can see you can, i mean saint john bosco saint Teresa the little flower saint pius the 10th i mean there are saints that we can see and to me it's like that helps you remember they're people they were just they're and flesh think, and bone and i think i was thinking about this point the other day as well when um usually on, on twitter at night i post a uh, sweetheart of mary be my salvation a little ejaculation prayer and there's always protestants who who flood the whole comment section and they always say that's not biblical that's not in scripture and i i had the thought when i was reading some of their comments that they it, it almost seems to me that they they confine themselves to to the word of god sacred scripture so much that if i were to say something like our lord ate breakfast that they would say that's unbiblical <laughs> they it's almost like they they lose the sense that these were even people like if it's to them if it's not recorded it didn't happen and it is unbiblical these were people who lived among us and as i just said a few minutes ago had 24-hour days went to bed got up did their chores laughed cried joked enjoyed themselves cooked ate food played games um these are people who live real lives and and, and we confine them to whatever is written in, in in scripture and that is it and it's almost like this 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 i hate to say this mental defect but like you're 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 confining real people, real moments, real events in time to just what is 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 written, recorded of them. It's like you don't. I, don't, I hate to say use your imagination because these are real things, but um, they, they fail to use their imagination to see that these are people who lived. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a, a strange gap to me, and it's yeah. becoming stranger and stranger the more I see some of these people um, argue their argue their points. And, and yes. on the flip side, and I think I, I totally agree with you. On the flip side, it's interesting to see, and I've never seen this show, but I'm sure you see it posted all the time. That the, the chosen, which is a supposed, uh, yeah. supposed, you know, story about Christ and the apostles. Which, they, and I think that their point is kind of they take what you're saying, which is which I think is very true, but then they apply their own twist. Like they 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 put words in Christ's mouth, pretty much. You know, they they turn him into. You know, he has an everyday life and he's funny and he has a, as far as I understand, right. and I, I haven't seen the show, but that's, that, that's, that's the impression I get. And I think obviously that's taking that too far. So, so I mean, you, you can, you can remember that Christ, as you say, was, was also a man, but then you can't, you can't use your own imagination just to make Christ into something that we don't know he was, you know? It, it, so, so I think it, it is somewhere in the middle, but I, I'm, I'm totally with you that, that it is something that's, they dogmatize the letter rather than the spirit too. And, and I think we do that too mm, sometimes, like that. right? I mean, that we, 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 we forget that, you know, look at the, the, um, the epistle of today, you know, about, you know, about charity, you know, it's about, you know, what is the point of, of why we are here? You know, why, what's the most important of all the, the, the virtues and it's, and it's being charitable. And I think again, especially like on Twitter or something, People often forget that you get you get so mm. dogmatized in what we've learned, what we've seen, what we've heard on YouTube videos that you forget the most important thing is charity. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that's very true. And I think you, I, I people really should make a little bit more, more of an examination between Saint Bernadette and, and uh, Sister Faustina. I like that that comparison, and it's it's a point to make too because people tend to think that you know. Uh, 1958 is the cutoff date. Saint Faustina was, oof. Sister Faustina was. <laughs> <laughs> Sister, 
Sister Faustina was pre-Vatican. A lot yeah. of these issues are pre-Vatican. You know, it's just just because we have a cut-off date of, of 1958 of, of, of the death of Pope Pius XII doesn't mean that there weren't, you know, things going on that weren't of God back then. Of course, of course there were. But um, but her writings were really, even, they were even not condemned. They were condemned. Think, but, they, but were they condemned by J, by um But I think, I think it was the uh, Adovini. Ottaviani, uh, who who yeah. who who condemned okay. them? I don't but know if the Holy the Office time, did it during the time of John the Twenty Third. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, it was fifty nine right. or sixty, fifty nine or sixty when it was. Right. There yeah. was. Uh, was it condemned or was it just kind of? I'm I'm pretty sure that. Oh was man. It condemned? I'm pretty I, sure. I know that... for sure it was like censured. It was kind of like, hey, you know, this is not approved. Um, but I don't know. Maybe condemned. I, I'm not sure. That's actually a good question. We could look it up. People yeah. will find it. People yeah, will find it. Someone listen. comment. Someone, someone look that Somebody up and tell do, us. Do our work for us. Come on. <laughs> See, this is what happens. We don't, stick, we don't stick to a show. You know, it's like Matt doesn't. He's not able to do the work. You know. That's right. That's he right. Is, you know? We Next ramble time, and right. ramble and ramble and ramble and ramble. Well, speaking ramble. of rambling, speaking of rambling, <laughs> that's a great segue, Matt. Hey, well done. No, well, I mean, I mean, and so, so it took us twenty minutes to get to the politics, which is, which I think is a good thing. It's, it's, it's that's fine. One of the weirdest things I've ever seen was 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 it last week? Was it Monday? I, I don't know. Remember when Sunday? Whenever it was, <laughs> Putin was interviewed by Tucker Carlson. We already did a show about that, um, about mine and my dad's opinions on that. You can go check that out if you want. I mean, to wrap it in a nutshell, I think it's a great thing what happened because Tucker Carlson showed the legacy media that they're done. They're over. You can now have independent media go and do the biggest interviews in the world and no one's going to stop them. To me, that's the biggest point. Now, that's just purely my opinion. And I think with Putin, I don't think to me, he didn't, nothing changed. To me, I don't think he's a good guy. I don't think he's a hero. He's the leader of a country who's maybe evil. He's certainly not good. Um, Anyway, um, the point being... On that same day, when you see Putin talk for two hours at a very high intellectual level, I don't know if you've seen the interview, Matt, but yes, but very so. high. 30 minutes, he gave a detailed description of the history of Russia. And then on the same day, Biden comes up and can barely speak. And it's like, <laughs> we are so in trouble as an American country. I Wow. Well, I think, uh, you know, the first thought I had on this is um... – First, the point you made is true. From last I looked, it had, a, I believe it was a, almost 200 million views. Crazy. Of, uh, so uh, CNN or MSNBC or Fox News, they, that, they're not even close to those numbers. No. Um, I mean, we're talking about an audience that is, and I think this interview was only published on Twitter. I don't think it, it was even aired anywhere else. I think YouTube. it was the, oh, it was? It was on YouTube. Yeah, it was All crazy. right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but still, right. I mean, and you and I mentioned this a few shows ago. We have because I brought up EWTN, the medium of, of, of reaching people has changed from yeah. being in the television, in the, the big box television in the corner of your living room that had flowers and plants on it to on your phone or in your hand or even, I guess, with Apple's technology now, wearing glasses uh, like it. Um, one of the thoughts that I had, though, as I kind of watched this is people seem to take whatever Putin said as almost he was giving the, the authentic answer. But I, I think like, you know, Who's to say he's telling the truth with everything as well? He's he's had a very bad history and all of that. A point that he made that I think was intriguing, and I wish Tucker pushed him a little bit more, was Tucker asked him who is running the United States. Mm-hmm. Is is Joe Biden running the United States? And Putin said that I've seen a lot of presidents right. and I've reigned, yeah. and um, they're not. They're they're almost they're almost. He, he, what did he, he said something like um, it doesn't matter who the U.S. Yeah. president is. Um, there are bigger powers that run things. Um, and I think that that is, I, I wish Tucker pushed a little bit more. I, I, I don't think he, maybe because Tucker's in on it too. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want to say, but uh, I feel like that. I, I, I wish he gave a little bit more as to, well, who are these people and, and where are they? We all know that Joe Biden cannot be running the country. I mean, this report said that he has done criminal, criminal things um that are 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 worthy of 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 him losing his presidential office and facing federal charges but they can't do that to him because he's an old feeble elderly man who doesn't know what's going on that's literally the report and and, um and while he was making his press conference that night to try to clarify and rectify the situation um he said that mexico was bordering israel so he's (laughs) he's just real and we knew this we knew that we knew that this was the case with him when he was running in in 2020 you would go back pull it up on youtube the debate with sarah palin in 2008 that is a different man um 
he might have had a stuttering issue here and there, but um, he was sharp and he was quick and he was able to make coherent arguments. This guy is 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 literally mumbling, and and people, you know, they they bring it up and they go blah, 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 almost. It's not even a joke. That that is how he speaks. He he, he talked about a. Uh, um, uh, he thanks the Great Lakes for their their oil. Like he's he's going on tangents that are are absolutely out there and 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 really just bad. And and it comes to the point question of what's going to happen. There are those rumors of Michelle Obama replacing him on the ticket. I think we really have to consider these these sort of things. But why is it that they? Um, when Trump was in office, they mentioned we have to invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment to to remove. Um, to remove Trump from power because he is a threat to our, our national security. Where's the talk with that with Biden? Why aren't the Democrats or even the Republicans for that matter? And, and the new speaker, Mike yeah. Johnson, why aren't they saying we need to remove him from office? Nobody seems to be saying a word. And I think that that's kind of concerning too. Is there any, is there any urgency here to address this issue? Or I, I, I don't know. Something is very fishy. Well, I think, I think that's what we need we need more, you know, I don't know if it's Tucker Carlson or what, but people <coughs> asking these questions. And that's that's part of what I liked about Putin. I mean, again, I'm not saying he's a good guy at all, but the questions he raised about the economy and why, you know, the U.S. is raising sanctions or keeping sanctions on Russia and China when it actually ends up hurting the U.S. probably more than anybody else. And Putin's like, hey, I don't even know why they're doing this. This is pretty dumb. And it's like, you know, I think I don't think most Americans or people in the world even consider that they don't even that doesn't even cross their mind that you're losing all of this, you know, um, in importing exporting because you're putting sanctions on this country. And like Putin's like, he, he I think he said, you know, I, I think that the U.S. thought that they could really make us collapse. You know, I, I think it was a game of poker. And I think that Russia called their bluff. And now it's now the U.S. is the one suffering. And I don't think anybody knows this type of stuff. So it's, I mean, you see all these different things. There's so many different issues, you know, and, and Putin talked about the dollar and how it, you know, how mm-hmm. it's connected with oil. And if that gets crushed, which it's going to, all the inflated dollars, all the printed dollars that have gone over to Europe and China, et cetera, for the, for the oil is all going to flood back into the U.S. And inflation is going to go hyper. It's going to go kaboom. And it's going to be dumped on Trump. I, that's that's kind of what my thought is. I mean, right. whatever people want to believe about it, I don't, maybe it's dumped on Biden. I don't, I don't know, but it's going to be dumped on somebody. And um, it's going to be a tough question. I think the U.S. is going to have a couple rough years coming up. And he, um, one of the things you said I think is right uh, that I agree with is when you watch that interview, you can see that um, that Putin is operating at an intellectual level higher than than anything that we we have going on oh. with either with either party with either party. Totally. Totally. Um, they're they're. And, and, and he even made the point. He said the U.S. is behind in a lot of ways. The U.S. doesn't understand the current. Uh, state of global affairs and he said something along the lines of as well um the united states is the biggest proponent of propaganda in the world yeah so it makes me wonder like what (laughs) what what do we not know or what do we not get it's very it can be very consuming which is one of the reasons why i think and and you left twitter for a lot of reasons before but sometimes you get wrapped up in this stuff and you get so consumed in it um and you start to go, I don't want to say you go crazy, but you start to wonder what are we being fed? What are we being told? What a, what percentage of it is false or or, or, or just straight up propaganda um, that is not reality at all? It can be very overwhelming. And I think just to take yeah. a step back, especially this Lent, to take a step back and kind of just be like, all right, I just want to focus on um, – you know, my catechism and my, my, my prayer life, my rosary, my fasting, my, I was focused on, on those things and, and sanctifying your soul. We get so, that's the one negative I think about social media is it puts everything at our fingertips, but it allows us to be a part of it, which can sometimes for one person is, is extremely overwhelming. Um, but yeah, Russia is up. Op- Putin is operating at an entirely different intellectual level than either party here. Um, and Trump brought that up too. I remember Trump was in an interview with Bill O'Reilly and he said, Putin's been a leader. This was 10 years ago now, almost at this point, he's been a, a leader for his country. And the thing is, is that, and I, and I, somebody posted this on Twitter and I kind of made me raise an eyebrow, an eyebrow. Putin is in war because he loves his country. The United States is in wars because they have other countries' interests in mind. And if you think about it, when was or the they last money. time? Or, right. Or they, yeah, that's you're, you're being nice, but yeah, <laughs> true, true, true. But we 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 launch these airstrikes and we we call these wars and all that for what? Because we have to side with Israel. Because we have to side with with with. I mean, you name the, the list here. With we we jump to the defense of other countries. 
Um, Russia doesn't really do that. And they 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 haven't been. You you think of the so-called Bush's declared war on terror. Um, I don't think that Russia had much involvement. I know that Putin pounded ISIS targets, I think, a bit, but um they don't they don't fight those wars like we do. And we do we do it for all the wrong reasons. And I think uh you know, Nikki Haley, she's another one who's trailing by 50 to 80 points. And so she had a, she was she trails Trump by 77 points in Oklahoma. Um, she's not dropping out. And I'm, I'm not sure why. Well, maybe because she thinks that he's going to get trouble yeah. and, and removed from the ballot and she's going to glide right. right in there. Um, but these people are such war hawks for other yeah. countries. Iran, Lindsey Graham. Yes, go ahead. Sorry, I, I just I you, you really <laughs> went down a rabbit hole and then jumped right back out. But I just. I, I have to say, I, I think you're totally right. I, I think Nikki Haley is their plan because, I mean, right now they're running with Biden, who's who has just declared, like, officially declared unable to to have office. So right. he can't he can't be reelected. He can't. I mean, that 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 actually can't. I, I even take out corruption, all that. He can't. So it's it has to be someone else. And I I think you're you're totally on it with Nikki Haley because she is exactly what they want. She is she's in the the you know the the big uniparty she's mm-hmm. a war you know warmonger war hawk yes um, and she she is a woman you know she'll be the first female president she's quote-unquote republican even though she's not um i think you're exactly right their plan right now is we'll run biden or gavin newsom who nobody cares and it's going to be mm-hmm. nikki Haley because trump's going to be in prison i, I think that's what they actually mm-hmm. want totally totally my opinion but that's that's the Democrat plan or the Democrat, the Uniparty is plan A, I think. And um, mm-hmm. I, I'm curious to see with Robert Kennedy Jr. I, I think he and I think he's being really kind of um, bullied around, uh, like you saw with Bernie Sanders, a lot of similar stuff that he's just being pushed off the ticket pretty much. He's going to make some noise. He's going to make some noise. I'm still interested to see what he does. I don't think he's going to be elected, but he's going to make things interesting somehow. Well, they they mentioned him as a possible vice president for trump which i thought that was kind of interesting um i could see and I, and I think the reason why trump might do that is because i think that he would get a lot of votes uh if he runs independent or third party or whatever he might get a lot of votes from both sides um and might spoil the election he could be as it was was it nine um was it ross perot maybe who bush would have been re-elected but he lost to clinton but ross perot kind of threw a wrench in it i feel like kennedy could kind of do that spoiler thing where um he 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 affects the outcome so i could see why trump might say come on my ticket so we don't have a problem uh the only only issue being is that he is so anti-vaccine and trump obviously pro which is an interesting dynamic considering parties the 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 base of trump is very anti-vaccine and trump was the author of the vaccine and the democrats are all get vaccinated get vaccinated get vaccinated and uh Bobby Kennedy Jr. is a uh, very anti-vaccine, but I think um, I'm very interested to see how this is going to play out. I, I it might not be Biden Trump as the the two nominees in in November. Haley and Kennedy, boy, there's a question: uh, Do you vote? We we've talked. You got to do this. another I, show. I, I know we're going to do another <laughs> show with with Louis and Father. The McCann. edited version, yes. Woo, boy, I don't know. In that case, uh, I don't know. I don't because I mean Kennedy Jr. I mean, he he is a public pro pro abortionist, so yes. I don't think I could vote for him. And Nikki Haley is a warmonger who I think is, I think she's pro-life. Actually, don't even know. I don't know. I mean, either way, I mean that would that would be a lot tougher choice for me than than Trump Biden. Um, well, the thing, the uh, thing that's yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that I think is strange uh, to with this whole thing is is there's Nikki Haley governed very conservatively. And a lot of her policies, apparently, when she was governor of South Carolina in 2010, I think she got elected, um, were were considered far right. And she governed far right. And her her views have 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 morphed and and, and changed and moderated. I don't know if she's doing that to appeal to um, maybe a more moderate independent base from Trump. But there have been people, and I don't know if I agree with it, but there have been people who have said, watch out for her because um, – she's playing a fake card right now. She's actually extremely conservative uh, in, in her governance. Hmm. I don't know. We'll, 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 okay. we'll see, but apparently she's been pretty tough on a lot of uh, social conservative issues. Uh, um, you know who else, do you know who else has been very tough on social conservative issues? That is Pope Francis. He is um, known oh, yes. to be very tough on um, social conservative. <laughs> God is um, dreaming. Yeah. Here yeah, it no, is he... blowing. <laughs> 
Oh, Bergoglio. Um, yeah, uh, interesting. Well, we probably just comment on this for a few minutes. I mean, because it was, I think you're saying 11 years now, about since uh, Benedict resigned. I, and I, I think I, I'd, I'll just ask you because I mean, I think you're you're a good one to ask about this and talk about this for a few minutes. I mean, what did you? What was your feelings? Oh, where, okay. Where were actually? I remember quick, this where, day. Where were you? So you were you you were still in the Nova Sordo at that time? Oh yes. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so this was what twenty. 2013 right now remember i i thought at the time that i that benedict the 16th was like all that we could have possibly have needed and wanted because my experience with john paul ii was he was old and crippled and could barely speak and was confined to a wheelchair and you know he, he didn't get around much and then um so that was my 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 really my view of him and so when Radzinger came in and he was mobile and 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 pretty charismatic, differently than John Baldu, but I still think that he had a, a sort of charism about him, um, and and he dressed well and he vested well. And he was exactly what I wanted, and I fell in immediate love with him. Um, and so when he when he um, resigned, I remember thinking, I remember being extremely upset about it. Um, and actually, I remember looking. Through, this was the first time that I really focused in on uh, a, a, a papal election of white smoke, and you know, all the cameras are focusing in because I remember when John Paul II died and Benedict got elected. But um, I kind of just had it on on the news to watch. I wasn't really invested in it as I was then. And um, I remember there were some names of of men that I wanted uh, to 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 succeed him, um, and they were again, as you would probably have guessed. Uh, more so conservative names. Uh, Ranjith was one of them. Uh, Burke was another. Uh, Ranjith of Sri Lanka, he was from. He, um, but Burke and the, that kind of mold, you know. And so I remember when when uh, when when he actually got in the helicopter and departed Rome, and the bells were were ringing off. I thought that this was a, an awful moment. And I actually remember at the time, um, I didn't know what the word meant at the time, but. Um, he he was leaving the the Vatican and the gates. I guess there's this. It must be the door of Saint John Lateran. The the guards closed the door and they announced that as soon as those doors shut, we are in a state of sed vacante. And I feel like that might have been the first time I've ever heard that word mm. ever. And the door hit slammed and you could hear it go boom, you know, whatever. And uh, they said that was it. The Holy Catholic Church is now in a state of sed vacante. And I remember googling that word. Uh, what does that even mean? So uh, who would have thought? But. Um, that was that was to me, you know, and I and I pointed this out on Twitter because there are a lot of people who take issue with Bergoglio. I don't know why I would take issue with Bergoglio, but a lot of people who take issue with Bergoglio, and uh, they 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 point fingers at Ratzinger, and they forget that Ratzinger is guilty of the same exact crime as Bergoglio, imposing Vatican II on the Universal Church, imposing a non-Catholic religion under the guise of Roman Catholicism on the Church, and he's more dangerous for that reason, because he, he, he Bergoglio is obvious, Ratzinger fooled me, um, and that is that is the trap that we have going on here, is he was conservative, and he quote-unquote restored the Latin Mass, and that incense, I, all the things that I thought mattered more than the faith was those externals of liturgy, and he played the part, and um, far more dangerous for it but he's guilty of the same thing as bergoglio well and there's pictures of him too you know with witch doctors and with dung on his forehead and so i mean of course he's, an, he's another one it's like he did the same thing jp2 did same and thing. the same thing francis did and it's it's just as you say he was more it was it looked a little better but it was the same and i think that's what you know that's what people have to realize that this is not just a personality issue with bergoglio this is not just a infallibility issue as you know as as we know our r and our friends would say well he's just a sinner like, well I, I saw sorry right. kind of same topic i saw a meme or a picture of Bergoglio going to confession and it just said something like the, even the pope has to confess his sins and the comments mm -hmm. underneath are you know oh i thought the pope was infallible you know and all these sarcastic <laughs> and it's just like it, it, it was obviously these r and r commenters and it's like do you want me to explain this to you like you're five or like you're ten? You know, that's like I just like come on. I, I don't want to go down this road for this show, but it's just like right, oh, we're gonna go come on. on. You know, just I don't know how crazy. they don't get it. And I'll say his uh, name, Jeff Gassman, is really missing the mark, and I don't know how you can't understand it. It's it's almost it's, it's like the Protestants. Like, <laughs> how, how do you, how do you not get what I'm talking about here? The Pope anyway. cannot teach to the Universal Church error. That is impossible. It doesn't mean he is speaking ex cathedra. He can't preach the universal church faith and morals error that is defined the, as a dogma 
Ah. And the thing too is they argue personal heresy. The as a private person, does he espouse not teaching to the church? Does he does he espouse it personally, privately? There were many theologians. Bellarmine is one of them who said even that can't happen. So. Yeah. Right, it, it's not a dogma, but is the right. it is the common opinion that even that can't happen. Forget, how, forget I, teaching. I mean, it. Someone like Casman, I guarantee you, is complaining about Amoris Laetitia, probably saying it's heretical. I, probably, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm I'm putting that in his mouth, so I don't know that, but I'm sure that he at least <laughs> like, oh yeah, you know, pretty questionable. That is teaching to the universal church, and that's just one example. And I mean, in in our days too, I mean, I think it's an interest we don't have this defined. But if a if a pope is on television and says something publicly to everyone is that teaching to the universal church i'm not i'm not going to say it is or isn't i don't know but i think it's an interesting question it's something that a true pope someday will will define i i think that we just let it go it's just like oh yeah he says all these things with his with his buddy um interviewer and he says these things on airplane interviews it's like well it's still very public you know it's still at least the- on the line of private and public but the thing is, too, is even with an airplane interview, the the real whether the, the reality is that Peter is speaking, and right. and we we should listen. I I think that's really uh, no. The, an airplane interview is not an infallible declaration of the universal church, but the 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 vicar of Christ on Earth is is addressing people. He's speaking, and 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 and, and, and I bring this up all the time in the Book of Acts when when Peter speaks. It fell. People listened. It fell. Every everyone stopped talking. They fell silent. No one said, "Is excuse me, is this ex cathedra? Are you speaking infallibly?" They didn't ask that. Peter was speaking, and 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 they they recognized that regardless of the the level he is teaching at, whether it be ex cathedra or or, or uh, just uniformly to the universal church, still he is the supreme pastor. It, it would be if if you're in a meeting, right? If you're in a if you're in a, 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 a if you're in lunch after mass, or whatever, and your priest speaks, you just you the whole group stops talking and you listen to to Father, who's talking to everybody. There's just a sense of of, of order here. If you were in a group and, and Bishop Pavarunas or whoever was with you, you stop speaking and you all quiet down. You tell everybody to shut up because he's talking. Um, because we recognize the role as teachers as the, the their 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 office. This is the the vicar of Christ. He's speaking. Peter is is addressing. You, shut up, you listen. Um, right. Doesn't mean you have to agree with absolutely everything, um, and and it is and what he says privately is subject to critique, of course. Um, but still, that 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 duty is owed of 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 the supreme pastors. See, so here's here's my question because I and again I am an I am an ignorant ignoramus. Okay, in this, in, so I, I'm not speaking. This is purely. As a guy, I don't have any training in this whatsoever. But but my question again, if, if okay, so when you say private, I think back in the day before social media, <laughs> etc. If you gave a sermon, that's and, and you preached error, that's private heresy because that is to a group of let's say three hundred people, uh, three thousand people. But it is, it's a private thing. It is only recorded in their minds by by a few people and it can be fairly easily fixed. Now in this time, a private error private heresy is spoken on an airplane to an, to everyone, to the world. So, so that is actually being taught to the world because we live in a different time than they lived a hundred years ago. So is that still a private heresy or is it public because it is being viewed by everyone from the Pope? And again, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not even claiming this is the case, but I think it's an interesting thought because they, of course, you know, Jeff Kassman or someone would never even consider that, but isn't that at least worth a thought since everyone can see it's online now these errors are public to the whole church and he's preaching it publicly without shame without any retraction i i mean is that just private heresy then I don't know. I don't because know. think about it in in normal human conversation you or i could misspeak right you, you, yeah. you could you could misspeak and, and say something that um might be might be incorrect or or an error or even heretical but you don't you don't intend to that way and and right. you can even tell by by previous writings of the holy fathers even that are not you know maybe even magisterial but just their them their addresses or whatever um they're authentically and, and fully catholic so if they were to speak something that would be an error or um even on the line of heresy um it, we can assume that it was accidental and that if if pointed out or corrected to then they would just they would just say you know like i, I need to clarify this 
that is not the case with Bergoglio. He starts his, his sentences off by saying this is probably a heresy, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, so there there is that human element. Of course, we don't believe the Pope to be impeccable that he opens up his mouth and the word of God. Right. Just, well, right. that, that's not what infallible, infallible, infallibility is at all. Um, but for a guy who who got the floor mopped with him by Jeff, by uh, Peter Diamond, who the, the whole network had to consider removing the debate because it was <laughs> such a bad look for him um he's got a lot to run his mouth on like i, I, I i'm not sure why and and, and when, when it, i was he, still he on twitter I, I i i coined the term castmond i don't know if it stuck around but uh, <laughs> i haven't at, even at, heard at, that I've no heard. It, it was at the time I, I, I think everyone probably forgot about it but it was it got a couple good laughs because it was it was it really was that bad and i am no it was that bad. fan but it was that bad it was a that was a mopping yeah no and I don't know. And anyway, these are, I guess these are topics beyond us. I mean, it's an interesting topic, but, but there are some of these things that, that are, they just kind of approach being silly because it's like, okay, well just, you know, understand infallibility and, in, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Well, he, he makes these arguments and I saw um, the, the page Catholic family podcast replying to him a little bit that he thinks all uh are, are Feniites, which is completely wrong. So if he doesn't want to debate Peter Diamond again, okay, but maybe he can do, maybe he can somebody else. Why? Like there are Why many, <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot out there who he can, if he really oh. wants to, there, hey, I'm go, sure there are many go, go on with Bishop Sandboard. I, I would love to see that. I would, <laughs> I would pay good money. Father Desposito. I, mean, I, I mean, there's so many of these clergymen. Father McKenna, I, I, mean, I, tr- Bishop, I tried. Bishop Piperunis. Oh my goodness. I actually wanted, I don't know if you know, Father Dutiri, who's, um, uh, he's under he's under Bishop Sanborn. He's in the RCI. RCI. He writes a lot of articles um, on the heretical Pope and all of these things. I wanted him to uh, debate uh, Casman so bad, but they kind. I, I think I even mentioned it to Father, and he was like, "I don't do that, yeah, <laughs> whatever." Yeah. But um, why but, step, um, why step down? <laughs> no, I, I would Kassman, love but, yeah. I would love to see like say somebody different, Peter Diamond. I, um, yeah. but I think I, I, like you said, Bishop Sanborn, I think that would be great. And, um, I wish even th- those, they would come together and do those things more often. Bishop Sanborn debated, um, who was yeah. it? Fagelli was it? In like 2004, forever yeah. ago. Yeah. I think people should see more of that. I think it's a oh, good thing so good. to see. And I don't know why it doesn't happen more than that. Maybe you have some connections, Kev. Maybe you should ask. Yeah, uh, we should put it out there. I think you would get a lot of, and I think you would take a lot of people who are on the fence and expose this recognize and resist thing. There's a lot of arguing back and forth, and I reply to you, you reply to me, but they should come together and have a, 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 a I was going to say a televised, like I'm in the 90s, have a YouTubed uh, Twitter live debate with one another. I think it'd be very good. Well, and it's nice because I think it is it is a controlled environment. I mean, Casman and Diamond was controlled, you know, and it wasn't personal. Casman got a little heated at times, but um, Diamond Because was he was getting beaten on top of the head. Incredibly calm. I mean, a total respect to him. I mean, Again, I don't respect him, but he did a great job. And, and I mean, he's known for his insults. Yeah, he was just. <laughs> he didn't, and he didn't do it. Yeah, he, he was calm. He was cool. He was collected, and he he just laid it out and, and just pounded the same facts over and over and over that Casman could not answer. Anyway, okay, so we're we're gonna wrap it up, Matt. I, I got one last question for you. We're almost, we're this like again longest, another one of longest, these longest shows we've ever done. Uh, I gave you a little warning about this one, but but a, a real quick question about Catholic movies. And you said to me that oh. you have not seen uh, the Song of Bernadette. I have not seen it. I've I heard of it. I recommend it. I highly. I mean, today, today being the feast of Our Lady of, of Lords, I don't know if you have time tonight, but um, it's a good one. And, and I've read the book. I didn't like the book, to be frank. Um, I thought it was too crass. I mean, too kind of almost insulting of her family, especially which maybe it's it's all true. I don't know, but I just didn't. I don't know. Didn't love it. But the movie is very nice. It's very sweet. Very. It's a very good, it's one of my favorite Catholic movies. And I don't think there's much that you mm. could not recommend. Very, very nice. I, I very highly recommend. I think it's one of the top three or four movies. And so that was the question. If you have a top three, I guess the passion I'm sure is up there. Um, what are the Catholic movies do you like? Any? Obviously. Yeah, obviously the passion, but I didn't see the Padre Pio movie, um, which yeah. I heard bad things about afterwards. Yeah. Um, there were a few uh, about Fatima that I watched, but they weren't mm-hmm. big movies like, um, like uh song of bernadette so maybe i'll maybe i'll have to put that on this one yeah there, there's i mean another i'm trying to think of other ones <clears throat> I, I really like the reluctant saint about saint joseph Cupertino. that's very nice um mm, okay yeah, 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 yeah. i um, boy what other ones uh i like for greater glory about the mexican cristeros that, that uh, you better bring some bring some kleenex that's a very good one <laughs> um 
isn't Mel Gibson doing another one, another heard, movie? Yeah, I think I think yeah. he is. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I mean, he. We were just talking about that last night with uh with our our men's group here. It's a it was a masterpiece. It's amazing. I mean, it's just it's especially if you go in I, I, real. I, I know we're getting long here, but I mean, real quickly, I, I've I've seen on Twitter, you know, non Catholics commenting about the Passion. They're like, it's just a it's a torture film. It's a you know, it's just it's the bloodiest film I've ever seen, and it's torture. And it's like, yeah, um. It is. And it's, it's an incredible thing to think about. It's like, it is a torture film. And when you go into that movie with the mindset of, you know, repentance, I suppose, or, you know, why this happened and that it actually happened and then actually view the movie as this is a torture film. And this man who was God was tortured because of my sins. Whoa. Right. Man, that, that is a, it, it, there's nothing more impactful that you could right. watch. I think probably in your life, just if you really go into it, especially with the right mindset. Whoa, my goodness mind-blowing really um, changing yeah no but um no i'll have to think about it anyone else comment leave some comments tell us what other catholic movies you like because i've actually seen a lot of people on facebook asking because a lot of people like i love movies i love hmm. watching movies and it's hard to find good wholesome movies because well they they barely exist anymore so if anyone has any recommendations no. definitely definitely <laughs> let us know um and let us uh, comment anything else you like. I mean, we, we we just went 50 minutes. I mean, that's pretty good, Matt. Especially after being sick, man. You, it is. You, yeah, you we got to make we got to make up for it. We got to make up for it. I've coughed. Yeah. I've muted my mic. I have a mute button here. I've coughed several times. You just haven't heard uh, it. I Technology. Know. <laughs> In the words of Joe Biden, "I'm not going nuts." <laughs> he said that. That's an exact quote. "I'm not going nuts." He said that. He's not. So as long as, as it long sounds as like something that, that somebody. Yeah, it sounds and like if he's not, going nuts then he's going to prison. So win-win for the American people. <laughs> that never happens. Uh, all right. Uh, Trump yeah, said I, he was going to lock up Hillary. Where is she? I know it. I know it. Yeah. Well, on that note, mm. uh, yeah, lock her mm. up. Um, all right. Well, Matt, I it's wish. been fun. Well, I know it. We'll talk. We'll talk to you again next week. And highly recommend everyone please stick around um, for Lent. We're going to do Lent around the world. We're going to have people reading um, little bits mm. of, of Lenten books, meditations, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, imitation of Christ, that type, type of thing. Really pretty short videos, maybe up to 10 minutes long. If you want to take part, please email me. We really, really need readers right now. I have like two. Um, we have a lot of days, guys. It's 40 days of Lent, so we need more than two readers. So please email me, kevin89davis at gmail.com. It's really easy. It's short, and you can really help. It's really beneficial. Um, Matt and I are going to keep doing our show. We're going to have some regular shows. We'll have interviews as well, but we're mostly going to focus on Lent around the world because, as Matt said very, very well, that it is a time to kind of think differently during Lent. We need to kind of back up a bit from the political stuff, and we can still talk about it. Matt and I, I'm sure, we'll, we'll we'll chat about it in the coming weeks. But but during Lent, I think we'll probably tone it down a bit and try to you know focus a little more on, on the spiritual side as we will again, <coughs> again on this channel. So stay tuned for that. And please, again, we do need help. Um, doesn't cost you anything but about 10 minutes um, and a good book. So Kevin89Davis at gmail.com. Hopefully Matt's going to do one as well. I'm sure I can talk him into it. Um, so, yeah, Matt, it's been fun. Until next Monday, God bless you. Make the world Catholic again.